I realized somewhat quickly, and it was around the time maybe that I did the blueprint course and you were kind of talking about, you know, like, like, what are you in your business? And are you a consultant? Or, are, you know, what are those things? And thinking about my history and what I really liked, I realized that I didn't want to necessarily be the person I was saying it's like it's bad, but sitting in the corner of the room, like in, you know, on my computer coding things all the time and rarely getting to interact with clients. And that was even something when Chris joined the business, like figuring out what is his role going to be and what do I want to do? Um, and so we realized kind of quickly. So I, I hired a freelance designer, but our first W2 employee was a developer. And we started with let's do a, a contract to hire. So let's work with them on a project first um, and full like transparency, we went through three developers before we found the one that we have now and he has been with us for two and a half years. Um, and he's amazing and if he ever leaves, I will cry. <laughs> G'day folks, Troy Dean here and welcome to another episode of the WP Elevation podcast. My feature guest this week is a girl from Colorado by the name of Amber Hines. Amber first joined our program in about 2015 and her husband was working in a restaurant and they had uh, two kids and the goal was, Amber was a freelancer, the goal was to uh, to allow Chris to leave his job and come and work in the business with Amber full-time. And they had an RV, for those of you who don't uh, know what an RV is, it's a recreational vehicle, an RV parked in the front yard that they were restoring. Their business is called Road Warrior Creative. And the goal was to uh, take the kids out of school for three months over summer and uh, you know drive around the country and run the business from the laptops. Well, fast forward. Last year, 2018, Chris and Amber, now with their three kids and their team of uh, staff who helped them run the business, they spent 11 months of the year living uh, out of their RV. That's right. They're now back based uh, in Colorado, I believe, and because they they don't want to homeschool the kids, so the kids are, are in school. They have a fourth child on the way, and when I recorded this interview, they were parked in a RV park in Idaho, uh, uh, about an hour out of Boise, and we conducted the interview while Amber was in the RV. So this is a fabulous episode. If you want to go from being a freelancer to being a location-independent digital nomad, there is so much to learn here. Without further ado, let's go meet Amber Hines. This is the WP Elevation Podcast, helping WordPress consultants elevate. Just before we get into this episode of the podcast, I have a quick favor to ask. If you're enjoying the show, please subscribe on iTunes at wpelevation.com slash iTunes. Or if you're not an Apple user, you can get us on Stitcher Radio at wpelevation.com slash Stitcher. And please, if you are on iTunes, leave us a rating and a review. It really does help us come up in the search results and get the show in front of a wider audience. And we love your feedback and we read all of the reviews. Thanks in advance. Now let's get back to the show. G'day folks, Troy Dean here and welcome to another episode of the WP Elevation podcast. I am super thrilled to have with me all the way from somewhere in the United States of America in an RV in a campground, Amber Hines. Amber, welcome to the program. Thanks, Troy. I'm so excited to be here. 
Now, I need to give a little bit of context here. Uh, first of all, the name of your business is? It's Road Warrior Creative. And why are you coming to us live from an RV and where exactly are you? Yeah, so we are right now um, in a RV park right on the banks of the Snake River in Wilder, Idaho, which is about an hour outside of Boise. And we are called Road Warrior Creative because well, we went through a whole rebrand and I was a freelancer and I started to realize I wanted to grow the business more and have more freedom. And at that time, we realized that the name that I had adopted as a freelancer didn't really work. And we talked about what are our goals? Like, why do we want my husband to join me in this business? What do we want to get out of this business? And we really realized we wanted to travel and spend more time with our kids. And that's where the whole idea of, oh, an RV might be kind of fun. And so we came up with the name Road Warrior Creative because we're a creative agency that travels and experiences different markets and different parts of the country. And our, our clients are all over the country. So on this trip, we're going to be meeting with five clients, some of whom we've never met face to face. And wow. I'm actually speaking tomorrow at an event in Boise, running a workshop huh. for the Small Business Development Center. So it gives us the ability to do that as well. Wow. Now, uh, when I first met you, you, uh, in, in the interest of complete transparency, you joined our Blueprint program in, uh, what, 2000 and... 2015, I think it was. 2015, right. Mm -hmm. um, 2015. And when I, when we first connected, uh, your husband, uh, it's, it's Chris, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yep, Chris. Your, your husband, he wasn't working in the business, was he? No, I mean, he was occasionally helping me out at nighttime. There's kind of a funny story about how around the beginning of 2015, I got so busy working that I failed to invoice clients. <laughs> and and I hadn't even realized that I'd failed to invoice clients um, until he said, hey, because I just had a business bank account and I would transfer money randomly because I had no like payroll schedule or anything, you know, as a freelancer. Um, and he said, hey, you haven't transferred money recently to our personal bank account. And I was like, oh, okay, I'll go do that. And I went and I was like, huh, I don't really have much money. <laughs> Why do I not have much money? Oh, I haven't sent people bills for like a month and a half or two months. And I'd like finished websites. I'd like been doing ongoing design work for people and support. And, and he's like, why? And I was like, I'm just too busy to build people. And so that was when he first got involved. Because he's like, uh, no, you're never too busy to build people. Let me tell you right now. <laughs> So, so that was when he wow. first got involved, just helping me a little bit. But it wasn't until, I think, July of that year, which was when we sort of decided to join the Blueprint course, when we really decided that we wanted that freedom and that that meant him being able to not have a day job where he only got mm. two weeks of vacation every year. Mm. Um, yeah. And so deciding to grow the business so he could join. And when I first met you in person, it was at WordCamp U.S., in, yes. And so, so you, Chris, and I had had a Skype call, uh, and I remember it was one. It was night for you, night time for you. We jumped on Skype. Mm -hmm. You guys asked me a bunch of questions, and we we had a bit of a Skype call, a bit of a powwow session. And then it was a little while after that. I think it was the end of two thousand and seventeen. I flew out for WordCamp US in Philadelphia, and I yeah, it might have been two thousand sixteen. Two thousand sixteen. I think the end of two thousand sixteen. 
because I was pregnant with our third child. That's right. You were pregnant. I was just going to say you were pregnant drink. with your. I was with, like at right. the the after party, and everyone. That's right. That's right. And I remember I, I remember I spoke at WordCamp. So it was 2016, end of 2016. I remember I spoke at – it was – that's right, 2016. I remember I spoke yeah, at WordCamp. Yeah, spoke at that one as well. That's right. And I came off stage and you and Chris were there. And actually, no, Chris had come up to me and introduced himself. And I – and when you just come off after a talk, you kind of head's racing a bit. And I was like, oh, yeah, nice to meet you, blah, blah. And it didn't, the penny didn't drop until I ran into you guys at the after party, which was mm-hmm. at the museum. Yeah. And uh, you were pregnant and Chris was there. And then the penny dropped and you were telling me the story about the the dream of, of you know, travelling around in the RV, which we'll talk about more in a moment. And I was like, oh, now I remember you guys from that, from that Skype call. So my question is, mm-hmm. what changed, what was, the ch- what was the shift in the business that allowed – Chris to quit the day job and and focus full time on the business with you. Yeah, I mean, because hmm. that must have, that must have been a that must have been a pretty scary and exciting time to transition him away from employment. Yes, so I mean, part of it was me making the commitment. So we set specific goals as far as how much money do we need to have in savings, those sorts of things. It's a little harder when you have kids. um, And we were not expecting our third yet, but we had two daughters already. And, you know, you can't just be like, oh, we'll just eat ramen all the time, right? So we had to set some really specific goals. And so part of that meant I had to ramp up because as a freelancer, I had never really pushed it. Like I wasn't working 40 hours a week. I wasn't doing any of that. So to some degree, I had to decide this is what I want and I am going to work hard to make it happen. Um, I think another big thing that we did was in the very beginning, I had been writing like, real proposals and doing that and I don't know at some point in time this is this part of this whole like not thinking I have enough time or something right I like went away from that and then like when we did the blueprint course you know you have the whole like here's a proposal and and I was like I used to write these I don't know what happened why did I not and so um we you know we went back to that we really figured out like what is the proposal? What is the target demographic that we're going after? So we're pretty niche right now. We work in two main areas. One is uh, food product, consumer packaged goods, but specifically food brands within the CPGs. And the other is social good nonprofit organizations. And and most of our marketing and our efforts, efforts are targeted there. Whereas before I was a little, I was kind of like word of mouth, or friends and I would just get clients here and there and I didn't really have targeted efforts as far as how I marketed myself. Um, And then two, the third thing probably was realizing that we needed to charge more. (laughs) So here's a couple of things I want to unpack. What what was the, because I know I've seen this so many times in my own business and, you know, hundreds of people, thousands of people have been through the program, that niching down, is hugely impactful because it allows you to become known for something. It allows you to become a specialist. It allows you to, you know, it's easy to refer to you because you're known as the people that do that thing for those other people. But there's a certain there's a certain fear in targeting a specific type of client because there's two things. I think people are afraid they're going to miss out on all the other work, right? Mm-hmm. 
that they don't really want anyway. It's kind of weird, but it's like, oh, I'm going to miss out on all these other stupid clients well, that give me a hard time and don't pay on time. Not having income. That's right. right. And, and also yeah. I think there's a fear of, well, if I, if I niche down and go after, you know, um, uh, you know, accountants, then I'm stuck there for the rest of my life and what if I don't enjoy it, right? So yeah. how did you manage that? How did you manage the anxiety through that? And was it a was it a did you just kind of go right as of today? That's all we do, or was it a gradual transition? So it was it was definitely a gradual transition. I think the the biggest fear we had was rewriting our website content to only speak mm. to those audiences, mm. because it's it's one thing to sort of say, all right, we're going to try and market to those people, but we still have a really generic website, <laughs> right? Mm. But it's not as effective um, because the we either find people through referrals and we have a referral partner program and all of those sorts of things to motivate that, or we find people because they find us in Google search um, or like on a, a directory website, but they say to us that why they've come to us is because of our website a lot of the times and the content that's on there. And so we did kind of have to make that decision. And it, it was a little bit nerve wracking, but we were at a point to when we finally, this website is just a year old. And so we, you know, we had partially made that transition. Like we had enough in the that we could put into a portfolio and we changed the portfolio so they're very if you go look at them on our website they're very much like case studies very mm. long detailed write-ups of what was a challenge what was the goal what were the results um mm. how did we approach solving the problem as opposed to just here's a screenshot and like three sentences about what i did right mm. um, Gee, i wonder i wonder where you learned that now <laughs> <laughs> i wonder <laughs> right um and uh and that, that helped a lot, but I, you know, sometimes you just have to take a little bit of a risk, but I'll say this, like we still have clients that are not in those niche. Some of, of them course. were clients yeah. that existed before. Some of them yeah. are clients that like we, we just brought on a septic service company. They do like septic huh. tanks for houses and you know, and we're doing all of their, cause we do full service digital marketing. So we're doing all of their AdWords. We built them like a one page wonder kind of website real fast and that kind of stuff. And they came to us. Cause they're like, you're local. We want someone local. Your stuff looks cool. And they didn't care that our website was all like, we do our best work for food brands and social good. Like they didn't care. They're just like, Hey, you're here. And we've been working with someone in California. We don't want that, (laughs) you know? And so I think that's one thing is realizing you won't necessarily lose other people. And our other clients, they stuck with us. Yeah. They don't, I mean, your existing clients don't read your website. Like they no, have they no don't. reason to, right? They don't read That's your right. blog posts. They don't do any of that. So they don't care if like all of our blog posts are now geared towards these two things. Like, yeah. That's right. So. Whatever. That, exactly. Yeah. Um, uh, now, I want to talk about your journey from going from freelancer to, we were talking before mm-hmm. we hit uh, record, that um, actually tell us about, uh, was it today that you went to the, the state capital? Uh, no, so we're going to the state capitol in um, Boise, Idaho, tomorrow. tomorrow. Last week, we went to Salt Lake City State Capitol building. So huh. one of my kind of dorky mom goals is I want to have a picture of my children in front of all 50 state capitals. And That's I'm amazing. yeah, I'm going to make like a coffee table photo book, you know, <laughs> and That's have great. that. It's like like my goal, right? So. Yeah. We went last week and we used, so for software, we use Basecamp for project management and then for customer support, we use Zendesk. 
Yeah. And it's so nice. Like I have the apps on my phone and I can sort of watch. And if I have to, I'll chime in. But, it, you know, we went on a we go on weekdays a lot of the time because we want to be able to tour the buildings. They're only open during weekdays. And it's so nice when you have a team of people to be able to be like, oh, I'm doing this thing with my family. And this problem came in where the clients in all caps like saying urgent this has to happen you know like what would you do when I was a freelancer I'd have to be like oh we have to stop or all right I always have to have my laptop with me so I can pull it out and work and everyone's just gonna have to hang out or or I'm gonna have to stay home today and hubby's gonna take the kids and I'm gonna miss out right and now that we have a team we have um a full-time developer and a part-time developer uh a designer who works with us and a content specialist like social media marketing and writing content for websites. Uh, mm. Oh, we can go do those things and work gets done. And so it's like, I'm having fun with my family and I just made money. You know, it's, it's really great. Yeah. Now, <laughs> so. again, what, 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 what sort of fear or uh, how did you protect yourself? You know, psychologically, financially, how did you protect yourself to 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 grow to that point where you could onboard a team and and not you know have a meltdown or freak mm-hmm. out? So in the very so the first person that we hired was a developer. I so as a freelancer, I was I was more than a power WordPress user. I can do like I'm pretty fairly competent even in I would say JavaScript and those sorts of things, wow. um, but. I realized somewhat quickly, and it was around the time maybe that I did the blueprint course and you were kind of talking about, you know, like, like, what are you in your business? And are you a consultant or, are, you know, what are those things? And thinking about my history and what I really liked, I realized that I didn't want to necessarily be the person, I don't know, it's like it's bad, but sitting in the corner of the room, like in, you know, on my computer coding things all the time and rarely getting to interact with clients. And that was even something when Chris joined the business, like figuring out what is his role going to be and what do I want to do? Um, and so we realized kind of quickly. So I, I hired a freelance designer, but our first W2 employee was a developer. And we started with let's do a, a contract to hire. So let's work with them on a project first um, and full like transparency, we went through three developers before we found the one that we have now and he has been with us for two and a half years. Um, and he's amazing and if he ever leaves, I will cry. <laughs> um, but, you know, I think there's definitely that fear of can I afford to pay them? So there's some sort of just sitting down and crunching numbers. Um, but there, there is someone that I knew that ran an agency. There's actually been two people that ran agencies. We lived in Colorado at the time in that town that were really great as far as like mentors to some degree for me and Chris. And even now, one of them, like we were having some issues or some things that we were trying to work through in the early part of this year. And I called him and I was like, can we just like have some regular calls on Fridays? And it's, that's been really great. And I met them through WordPress meetup, which is amazing. And I feel like there's a great community there to help support that. But one of, one of them, he said to me once that he had at the time 11 employees and he never knew how he was going, like he didn't have their salary for a full year. He's like, I never knew how I was going to pay that person you know, I knew I was going to pay them for a couple months, but beyond yeah. that, I didn't know. Yeah. But every time it worked out. And, yeah. and that's the thing. I think we delayed hiring longer than we should have. 
Um, we, I have a talk at WordCamp Denver with my daughter. You can find it on WordPress.tv. But we had originally said we need to hire a developer when I got pregnant with my third child just because it was like I was doing so much work. And and it that process took a lot longer, partially because we decided we were going to have a remote team. So we don't make our employees go to a building anywhere. Because obviously we don't go to a building every yeah. <laughs> all year round. We you do guys have go to the office. office. We'll be out in the RV. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. We do have a physical office, but we're only there like sometime. And then we also didn't want to limit our hiring pool. We do limit them to the U.S. continental just because of time zones. We need to have that. Um, mm. But they're in different states across the country. And so that was definitely a little bit more challenging to hire a W-2 employee um, in that scenario. But I think some of it is just like realizing you have a need and you want to have a little bit of a break. And and then it makes when you start to think about that, that, you know, if I can have somebody else doing work when I'm not, obviously, you still have to do work. <laughs> right. Yeah. But maybe it's not all the same time. Then you start to realize it's worth it. And you don't have to have someone's salary for a year. You know, ideally, you have it for a couple of months. <laughs> mm. But if it doesn't yeah. work, you could always them off and you know which is which is not ideal but it's business and the other thing is that um what you realize is that there are you know and it pains me to admit this publicly but i'm actually not the best at all of the things in the business right there are we we work with people max is a great example who's the producer of the show here and is you know video editor extraordinaire uh, videographer i call him our in-house visual storyteller because he's great at He's great at pulling stuff together and telling a great story. He also shoots all of our courses now. There's no way I could do what Max does. Uh, you know, it would take me five years to get the skills up to be as efficient and, and as good as at what Max does. And, uh, you know, oh. like, that's not, my, that's not my sweet spot. That's not what I, you know, want to do long term. Um, he's much quicker at it and has a skill set around that. Um, and it's been liberating because before we had Max, I was doing the video editing. And it's been liberating to say... I now, I now, and it probably took you five times as long. <laughs> correct, right. that's exactly right. Oh, great! Hey, I'd call the wife and say I'm going to be home at ten o'clock tonight because I'm editing a video for this course, and I don't know what I'm doing, and it takes me forever. So, um, mm-hmm. getting out of the way is has been a big lesson for me. Putting, getting, finding good people, putting them in the right seat, mm-hmm. giving them everything they need to flourish and do their job well, and then just getting out of their way and letting them do their thing and being amazed and going, "Wow, this is." Awesome. Have, have a look at all this cool stuff we're doing because I'm no longer the bottleneck. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's the thing I think with our developers, especially. We've been building large, we build some large web applications now, which mm-hmm. I never would have even like touched like projects like that. But yeah. we have a skill set from these people that are, you know, way better. And, and then it's also like when Gutenberg was coming out, right? And we had this whole discussion mm-hmm. in the fall, like, What's our process going to be for Gutenberg? How are we integrating it? And we decided we're going to get on board. We're going to be building custom blocks. Like that's how we're going to wow. be building websites. Like because that's the future of WordPress, whether or not people like mm. it, right? And yeah. so I could just say to someone, I'm going to buy you these courses. I want you to take them. And then like there's a, a JavaScript for WordPress and, and those sorts of things that also, I can't remember right now what it's called, but there's a Gutenberg specific mm. course. And I was like, I want you to take them and then I, we're going to figure out some time in your schedule where you can just play around with building stuff. And with that, yeah. we ended up coming up with a plugin 
that is on .org and eventually we might turn into a commercial plugin, but it was really our way to play around with and test Gutenberg and building mm. custom blocks and what that's like. But mm. if I had to, like, there's no way. <laughs> like, I wasn't no. going to do that, right? No way. No. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. It's definitely um, great. I mean, and the same thing with designers. Like, there are lots of people, and for I probably for way too long I was making logos for people. I am not. <laughs> I'm not a good designer. I, you know, I'm good on the, like, the strategy and the bigger picture sorts of things, right? The the creative yeah. direction. But actually sitting there in Illustrator? No. <laughs> Can't do how it. Many, how many weeks a year now do you live out of the RV? So we, so we actually, last year, we lived in it for 11 months. Um, that was when we, yeah. Whoa. <laughs> with, with three kids. In a so it's a 38 foot travel trailer. Wow. We had all our stuff in storage. That was when we moved from Colorado, and we had decided that our we were outnumbered. We were going to make our home base somewhere closer to family. And Chris's family is all in the Austin, Texas area. Um, so we moved down there. <laughs> Out, and you mean outnumbered? Outnumbered by the kids, right? <laughs> yes, we were outnumbered yeah. by the kids, and we're going to be even more outnumbered <laughs> in the fall when we have our fourth. So, oh wow! Did I yes. did I miss? Did I miss a meeting? Wow. Four. Wow. Fantastic. <laughs> so we lived in it for 11 months and then we kind of decided, you know, cause we were debating cause there are people that just live in them all the time. Yeah. And we were debating this, like, do we just live in it and travel full time? What do we want to do? And mm. a big thing with us and the business was we realistically realized we weren't going to homeschool. Right. So we weren't going to travel 52 weeks out of the year, 50 weeks out of the year, whatever that is, because we needed to be a consistent place for our children to go to a, a school that is not mm. mom and dad. Um, yeah. And and so we bought a house in the fall, and or we moved into a house in the fall, and now we travel when they're not in school. So we're in the mm. middle, we're on week three of a 10-week trip right now. Wow. And yep. funnily enough, that was the, when we had that Skype call, uh, all those years ago, that was the plan that you and Chris laid out to me. You said we have this RV in the front yard that we're renovating, that we're kind of restoring, and uh, we want to take the kids and spend three months of the year over summer, take the kids you know, out mm -hmm. of school for three months of the year and travel around the RV. That was the original plan. So last year you spent yep. 11 months in the RV. Yes, That's, we spent 11 months in it. it. And it is surprisingly doable. <laughs> and there yeah. are things that you would think, like, how can you possibly live in that small space? But it, it works. But we yeah. do also like having our house <laughs> with yeah. their bedrooms for people and whatnot. One of our uh, Mavericks Club members, Lynn, uh, her and her husband live in an RV full time. They're based mainly okay. in mainly in Texas, uh, <laughs> but they live in an RV full time. That's that's their address is is the RV, uh, and yeah. they run their business. They run their business from the laptops in the RV. Yeah, and when we're traveling, so like we have a physical office, but obviously we're not there. So we have found a mail service that when we're traveling, we forward our mail and it scans all our business mail. Like they open it, they scan it, they email it to Chris because he does all of the kind of operations oh. thing. And if there's checks from clients in there, it, they mail them to the bank and they get wow. deposited. So, wow. so even for the people that pay us with checks, we're still able to get those on time and all of that kind of stuff. So That's yeah. fantastic. Um, I have to share a bit of a, a, a story uh, or a bit of a, a bit of gratitude, actually, because uh, you know I, my little boy Oscar will be two in uh, a week. He'll be two on the fourth of oh, July, Independence exciting. Day. Exciting! That's and, the best um, day ever. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. 
But here, you, he'd have fireworks celebrations. Yeah, totally. I know. I know. <laughs> oh, he'll grow up thinking that Independence Day is just for him. So, yeah. Um, and so, but I travel a bit. I, you know, it's been this year I was in Santa Monica in February for 10 days, and I was in London for 10 days in April. Then we were back in Santa Monica in, in uh, June for two weeks. And it's time away from the, you know, mm-hmm. from my wife and from Oscar. Um, now, in 2017, 2016, when I met you guys, was it 2000? Yeah, 2016, when I met you guys, mm-hmm. we hadn't had Oscar at that point, but we were expecting. And okay. I can tell you that getting on a plane and flying 13 and a half hours to Los Angeles and then getting on a plane and flying across the country to, um, to DC, where I was... Uh, where I was m- picked up by Christina Romero, and we drove up to uh, we drove to Philly, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so she, uh, so I flew to Baltimore actually, and then she picked me up at that at the that airport, and we drove to Philly. <clears throat> and so you know, long travel, got to WordCamp, uh, got to Philadelphia, did the talk, you know, meeting lots of people, and kind of you know, bit of a headspin. But I can categorically tell you that all of that is worthwhile when I hear stories like yourself and Chris. That you that you are work. I have a real soft spot for helping young families who can build their business and work from home and spend time together as a family and still mm-hmm. run their business and support their lifestyle. Because I I know this from my own experience that life is too short to spend in a in a bloody cubicle and a crummy job away from the people you love doing stuff that doesn't make you happy and doesn't nurture you. And so. Yeah. To think that we have played some small part in helping you guys achieve that is extremely rewarding, and it's uh, it's it's worth uh, worth more than you know anything else is to is to fly to the other side of the planet and meet people and, and hear those stories. So I want yeah, to thank you for. It was a nice surprise for us to meet you too, and to be able to because we do like, you know, obviously like there are things you take and things you leave, but I felt like they got so much value, and all the time this is going to become like a sales testimonial or whatever. But I do because <laughs> we run. Um, we've organized word camps and we run meetups and that kind of stuff. And we tell people all the time about WP Elevation because I think it's great. So, yeah. yeah. Awesome. And Chris, uh, well, Chris was in restaurants before, so he barely yeah. saw the kids. That's, I mean, yeah. it's not even like he was working a nine to five really, you know, so yeah. makes a huge yeah. difference. Well, th- again, nothing more rewarding than, than uh, working with people who take action, take massive action and overcome all sorts of, you know, fears and anxieties and, you know, imposter syndrome and all that kind of stuff. And you've done it. You're living proof that if you take action, you can achieve what you want to achieve. So thank you to you and Chris for doing that. And thanks for telling, coming on the podcast and sharing your story. Yeah, thank you. Awesome. Uh, if people want to reach out and connect with you guys and follow along, you have an Instagram account. Is that right? Yeah, we're at road warrior wp on instagram we share photos and drone videos and fun stuff from our travels on there and maybe a little bit of marketing stuff but not too much (laughs) and the website is roadwarriorcreative.com yes and i gotta say uh a, a quick question it's worth checking out the website just to check out your homepage, which is oh thank you amazing how did you what's the trick how did you how did you build that little drop-down uh, dynamic homepage that changes based on what people answer in the drop-down? Uh, if I was the developer, I could answer. <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> Good question. I- <laughs> That's the right answer. That's the right answer. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, I mean, I can tell you a little bit about how we build that kind of stuff. It's like oftentimes taxonomy-based with meta on taxonomy terms. Um, oh. And then... Wow. And then when they choose already, so. two different taxonomies, it 
returns, you know, a response. <laughs> right. Got it. There you go. Over my head. Code. I was I was hoping you'd tell me there was a sexy plugin that would just do it for me. Yeah, um, it's all custom. Sorry. <laughs> awesome. I love it. You've got to check it out. RoadWarriorCreative.com. Go there. It asks you uh, what kind of company, what kind of business you are and what you're looking for. And then the homepage basically changes based on what you've told it. It's awesome. I love it. Uh, Personalised website. Uh, on the homepage, roadwarriorcreative.com, and the Instagram is at roadwarriorwp. Check it out. Follow along the story of Amber and Chris living in an RV with three kids and another one on the way. Uh, congratulations, by the way. I didn't know that was happening. When are you, when are you due? Uh, November, a little bit before Thanksgiving. Wow, November. Sagittarian, right? Maybe, maybe. Sagittarian? I don't know. <laughs> I don't Actually, know. I think, Sagittari- I think Sagittarian's December. I think Sagittarius is December. Well, good luck. Uh, keep in touch, and I look forward to uh, crossing paths again next time I'm stateside. Yes, looking forward to it. Thanks so much, Trey. Awesome. Thanks, Amber. All right, gang, there you go. There's another episode of the WP Elevation podcast. Uh, please hit us up at iTunes, wpelevation.com slash iTunes. Leave us a rating and a review, and it really does help us come up in the search results. And also, we read your reviews, and we take all that feedback on board. Also, hit us up on Facebook. Click the like button on Facebook, and we're going to make that number go up. I want to get that number up to 15,000 uh, in the next uh, couple of months. So hit the like button on Facebook for us, and uh, follow us on YouTube, and subscribe to the YouTube channel to get our podcast and our how-to videos. I look forward to speaking with you again on the podcast next week. Until then, I'm Troy Dean. Go Elevate.